Oh, so uh, hanging out with JL last night, mm-hmm. and we went to 4D Street and played some time crisis too. And I'm proud to say we still got it. Nice. Did you score in the millions? Oh yeah, yeah. We we got 1.3 million. Nice. 1.5 something. 1.6 is our normal. Yeah. And our top scores are still there after like nearly a decade l- at this point. Well, it's probably about six years. Nah. It's more than that, because you guys got that top score before our senior year of high school. Really? I think so. How long has Time Crisis been out? Time Crisis 2 has been at 40th Street for a long time. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. And it's the same machine. <laughs> uh, time Crisis has only been out for five years. Really? It came out in 2001. Gosh, it seems like so much longer than that. Eh, what are you going to do? Regardless, still, five years is a pretty enduring legacy as far as video games are concerned. And that kind of excites me, that I have something. That proves that I'm better than everyone else. <laughs> it's that time crisis, admittedly. I'd prefer to be better at, like, nuclear physics, but <laughs> what are you going to do? you got to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. By the way, you'll note I did say nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> nuclear, eh? We got a fun little email... Uh, today, actually, from Andy Z. Zai. I'm going to feel bad because his last name's Chinese and I can't pronounce it. How do you spell it? X-I-E. Yeah. I Sorry. Think... <laughs> Our We're <bad>. white. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I mean, the closest thing I can do is uh, from, what, Soul Calibur? Xiao Zang. Fang. Zhang Hua? Oh, yeah. Zhang Hua. Zai? Zai? Oh, whatever. It... We don't know. The point is, we're culturally and ignorant. We okay, apologize for that. <laughs> I was raised by white people, <laughs> as is to be expected. We live like wolves. <laughs> anyway, Andy writes us a short email that says, "Over the course of the last week, I was listening to most of your previous episodes, and I couldn't help but notice that most of the anime you watch is licensed. So not only should you blame the Japanese companies who made the series, but the licensors who bring abominations like Apocalypse Zero and Elfin Lead overseas." Well, anyway, I really enjoy your podcast, so keep up the good work. And I think that's a very excellent point. And I feel like we've went over that in the past. But uh, just to recrystallize it, ADV, you are bad people. (laughs) You're very bad people. ADV is really bad, too, because not only do they, like, they also do uh, really terrible anime, but they also do a lot of just straight porn. Yeah. So it's like, ADV, jump off a bridge. (laughs) It's like, come on, guys, this this ain't right. (laughs) That's the general thrust of it. Central Park Media was the same way before they kind of went under. Central Park Media was like half MD Geist and half like shemale porn. <laughs> and the other half was like what yaoi happened? fangirl stuff yeah, like what shoujo ha- garbage. What happened to Lilycat, man? That was a good movie. Yeah, for real. Why don't you license more stuff like that? I'm pretty sure they brought that out. Did they do Iria too? Um, hmm. That seems like manga... Well, Manga Core is part of no, Central Park Media. No, no. Manga Core is Central Park Media's anime uh, subdivision, but manga is its own thing. They just happen to share a similar name. Okay. Manga Core, of course, No, but I think that's who is, did Iria. Iria was... Uh, I don't know. It was dubbed by Streamline. Oh, okay. I don't remember who released the DVD. I, think, I feel like it was Media Blasters, but that wasn't who released the tapes. And Whatever. It's a little more complicated than it needs to be. But yes, Andy, you are right. <laughs> the people who bring it over are just as, as fault as the people who create it and the people who watch it. And since we've watched it, I guess we're also at fault in some way. Some kind of, yeah. Well, like uh, the guy on our forum, Spank Minister, he made that like cute little post about, like, is fast karate ruining the world, News <laughs> at 11? And he's like... Well, yeah, you guys sort of do a service by talking about these incredibly awful shows, but at the same time, you're buying these shows, so the company's looking at it and being like, people are buying this show. You know, our reply was that we hope by us buying one copy of the show, it stops 50 people from buying one. And let's so say, it's a negative game. <laughs> and let's also be frank. There's no way this podcast is stopping anybody with terrible taste from just going out and buying whatever they want. Pretty this much. is being posted on the internet. Where opinion is like sort of laid out like the desiccated carcass of some animal in the desert. No one really cares about it anymore. It's dead. Could I also note that negative gain is one of Vice's finishing moves in King of Fighters? <laughs> <laughs> what is that too much? Let of me a be tangent? quick to point out. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's one where she slams him a bunch of times. Yeah, she like uh 
I don't even know what to call it. It's like, uh, what's her name? Cammy's Frankensteiner, I guess. She, baby, she wraps her legs around their head and then slams them to the ground like four times. It's also really hard to do. Because <laughs> that would be an inch from yeah, you. Yeah, you, you can't be any distance from them and you have to do two half circle backwards. And I, it's tough for me to do one. <laughs> but I'm not very good at fighters, so. But anywho. <clears throat> Today we're talking about Ninja Scroll. This is Fast Karate for the Gentleman podcast for, let's call it... January 5th. Sorry. 2007. Happy 2007. You know, we could have said that last time. But we forgot but it. But we didn't. So I hope you guys' New Year's was fantastic and that nobody died or shot a firearm. <laughs> or was shot by a firearm. <laughs> Let's, someone may have fired a firearm. I would prefer if they didn't. Those bullets have to go somewhere. Buy blanks. Plan for it. It's going to feel the same. Yeah, it's, it's not true. a real bullet. You're shooting it into the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're also not aiming it. I can't kill my wife with this and <laughs> act like I was just firing it into the air. Yeah. I know how you roll, Hicks. <laughs> New Year's is just an excuse to kill people you don't like. You know Greg had a bullet fired through his window in, on New Year's like 10 years ago? Really? Yeah. Well, that's freaky. Like, you know, a block away from where we grew up. Well, I reckon someone could have just shot it straight up in the air, and it just came down through yeah. his window. I mean, he was sitting in the computer room, and it was just like, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like, I think they still have the window with the crack in it to this day. That is frightening. Yeah. It is pretty scary. But that's what you get growing up in West Philly. It's a dangerous place. Not really. No. It's actually pretty nice. Especially not anymore. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, standard stuff applies. Email Dave and Joel at gmail.com. We're both reading it now, which is very exciting. Voicemail through that little goofy audio thing. Working on getting a number you could just call from your phone. I guess that'll be fine, but then people are going to be leaving like really low-quality messages. And then I'm going to call it myself and be like, hey, somebody loves you. <laughs> You're going to hear it like in the background, like the feedback from the microphone and the phone <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Hello, David. Dave, Dave, this Dave. is Bob McBobson. <laughs> And I wanted to say that your show is great, and it makes me happy. And my wife wants to have sex with you. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> oh, really? But then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm Bob McBobson. <laughs> and I don't have a wife. <laughs> this is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, right. So Ninja Scroll. We figured last week we talked about samurais. This week we'd, you know, do the opposite perspective. Talk, talk about ninjas. Not really. So you got the whole, you got the samurai thing. On the one side, and that's pretty realistic. And then you got the ninja thing on the other side, and they're like, yo, seriously, ninjas. <laughs> they're sweet. <laughs> I don't even, like, let's start off by saying that Ninja Scroll has ninjas in it, per se. Yeah, in the technical sense, yes, there are ninjas in Ninja Scroll. The only role that they really play in the show, though is to shower the screen with their body parts. Their cannon's water. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess people say, like, oh, Jubei's a ninja. Got a samurai sword. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really act like a ninja. No, He doesn't really creep around places. Doesn't dress like a farmer. Kind of does. He's got a farmer hat. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe he is a ninja. Well, because he, he, he's wearing those pants that yeah. ninjas wear, I guess. Like, he doesn't have, like, the full, I don't know what you call them, flappy pants going on. Mm-hmm. But he definitely... Uh, comma. Yeah, he definitely doesn't act like a ninja either. Yeah. He's not sneaking around a whole lot of places. What he is trying to do is stick his bird in chicks. <laughs> and if I was a ninja, that's what I'd do too. That would be my special power. That would be an awesome special power. <laughs> in fact, if that's all that's required of making you a ninja, I'm a ninja. I'm a ninja like 12 times <laughs> over. <laughs> For serious. <laughs> Okay, so Ninja Scroll is the story of a man named Jubei and his quest to eradicate the pretenders to his name. Like Ninja Resurrection? Yes. They should make an anime about that. Ninja Resurrection is a story about Jubei Yagyu, who's an actual historical character, who this character, Jubei Kibogami, is clearly based on. (laughs) And yet the, the imitation is better than the real thing 
But this is much like how Eternal Darkness was a much better Lovecraft game than Call of Cthulhu. Like, I don't know, maybe people are too close to the material at that point, and then they start making shit about tile dragons on rooftops, <laughs> and evil Jesus having sex with his boss's daughter, <laughs> and his boss's finger. Look, oh, clearly oh. Ninja Resurrection is not up to the caliber. So we decided to watch Ninja Scroll and kick it real to you people. We got um, we got a couple of emails where people were like, "Hey, Dave and Joel, why don't you talk about some stuff you actually like?" And, and so we were like, "All right, we like Ninja Scroll." It's true, we do. And I think a lot of people don't like Ninja Scroll anymore. Really? Because there's like a new breed of anime fans now. Who knows what the hell they watch? <laughs> well, I think it's, they don't like it for the same reason they don't like. Fits in the North Star. It's too raw and powerful for them to handle, and it's Love unnecessarily. Like <laughs> yeah, it's unnecessarily uh, objectifying of women. Well, whatever. I mean, that's how women are, aren't they? Full of gunpowder. Yes, <laughs> and snakes. Dude, that is so hot. <laughs> Full of snakes filled with gunpowder. I'm so waiting for the day <laughs> that I like pick up some chick in a bar and I'm like, "Hey, baby, what's up?" And she's like, "Kaboom!" <laughs> Oh, snap! I'm like, I think I just had sex. Was it good for you? <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Have a cigarette. You just hand it to like, oh, wait, you yeah. just drop it in the air over her like legs, which have been blown off like up to the hips. <laughs> just like standing there. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, Ninja Scroll, uh, let's just preface this. There's a lot of stuff about Ninja Scroll you're not going to necessarily like. And that's because you're human. And that's okay. But if you're a real man like me, or say maybe Daryl Surratt, <laughs> you're going to you love like every, every s- moment. In fact, your penis will get hard. <laughs> if you don't have a penis. It won't be like that kind of shameful erection that happens when Kenshiro blows somebody up and you're like, Am I gay now? <laughs> <laughs> but no, because chances are in Ninja Scroll, there was some chick naked on the screen at the same time. And so what? She was covered in snakes. <laughs> That's just part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jubei is sort of this expert ninja assassin samurai guy. Wandering haplessly through Japan. He's a good guy. Returns small clans uh, sacred swords for the mere price of 20 yeah, gold pieces. But he's an anti-hero, sort of. He's like Shane. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to help nobody. He never did nothing for nobody, and nobody never did nothing for him. Really? But I don't get the, that feeling from Jubei. I definitely do. I feel like, you know, he's a good guy. Like, he's, he's, he's not an anti-hero. Okay. But he's, he's a good guy that doesn't want anybody to know he's a Sort good of a guy. drifter. Yeah. Like, you know, he's got, he's got the, the heart of gold. But it's surrounded by a thick chocolate shell. (laughs) (laughs) A thick chocolate shell of murders and a dark, dark past. Exactly. See, like, so he will return the the village's ancient heirloom for a mere pittance of 20 gold pieces. But at the same time, he's like, oh, come on, guys. Are you serious? Do I seriously have to do this? for? You're ripping me off here. I'm I'm not bringing the sword back. Like, I'm just going to sell it once I get to Edo. And let's be real, all right? There's only three guys. One of them's a midget in some kind of weird, like, stilt (laughs) get-up with a pistol. You guys can't handle this? Yes. There's like 20 of you. Just go kill him. <laughs> he can only shoot one of you. <laughs> and even then, he probably will miss. <laughs> That's what he did with me. Anyway, yeah. here's your freaking sword. I'm gone. Later, I don't even want the gold. <laughs> That's not even why I did it. I was just bored. <laughs> and like the little kid, like, tugs on his pants like It's like, oh, thank you, Juby. And he's like, get out of here, kid. I don't want nothing to do with you. But he turns around and he's got that smirk on his face. Yeah, it's like the single tear comes down from his eye. I used to be that kid. <laughs> but anyway, so Jubei is wandering around haplessly. Little known to him, he's already pretty deeply embroiled in this plot Yeah. by uh, the shadow... The Dark Shogun. The Shogun of the Dark. Shogun of the Dark, my mistake. The Shogun of the Dark... And his nefarious uh, 
Eight demons of Gimon. That's the ones. Eight devils, I think they call them. Or they might use devil or demon. In I don't know. Freaking Jubei calls every other person a demon. Yeah. Like, there are people who are actual demons he calls demon. But then, then there, there are, are other people, people he doesn't call people. demon. And I'm like, Jubei, do you know what that word means? <laughs> he's like, yeah, isn't it? I think you just learned that. <laughs> he's like, the other day, someone's like, he like was reading in a book. He's like, demon. I let can me, use this. Let me investigate further. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Guys are like over frying his coquette. He's like, you damn demon. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. Like, it's just a croquette. <laughs> it's still good. It's just, it's just a little moist now. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, he's this. there's this plot going on to overthrow the government. And uh, they've the, the demons and the Shogun of the Dark have poisoned the town and scared people away in order to gain access to a shipwreck full of gold from a secret gold mine. That the Shogunate never found out about. Because yeah. they would have obviously had demanded like taxes and tribute from mm-hmm. it. And uh, the so Jubei the whole time doesn't realize that his arch nemesis, the man who forced him to kill his allies, yeah. Gemma, who he thought is dead, is the leader of the eight demons. So he's already like he's already in on the secret. Yeah. But not but aware he of it. No. Mm-hmm. He thinks that people made a stone or just going around Chicks made of raping chicks made of poison, <laughs> and he doesn't really know anything past that. Well, no, he he doesn't get introduced to it sooner than that. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's right, because he fights it's Stone like Guy before Snake Girl. Yeah. So anyway, there are these eight demons, and to be fair, only one of them has cool powers. Yeah. The rest of them are just kind of like I'm either the, you know um, a home for wild animals. <laughs> I'm a lightning <laughs> string guy, or I'm blind samurai. Which yeah. That's not really a power. It's like blind samurai. No, yeah. I turned my limitation into <laughs> my weakness has become a power. I don't even understand. Like, if you can use sound to discern at what angle a sword strike is coming from, you know what? You probably are superhuman. Because <laughs> there's no way anybody. It's like it's like I hear a sword moving, and you like put it up, and it's like, oh, he just spilled my guts all over the ground because that was a cross slash, and I was. Blocking vertically. Dang it. Well, you know, the way you figure, it's 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> Could have won either way. He's not even blind. He's just really lucky. He yeah. just closes his eyes. He's like, oh, I hope I don't get stabbed. I'm so afraid. He doesn't really let it on, though. He's remarkably calm. Yes. That's his power. That's part of it. Bluffing. Cool under pressure. But yeah, so there's eight demons. And the first demon he fight, Jubei fights, is uh, made out of stone. And he fights him because he's raping a girl. Which is the first time you're like watching this anime in your house and you're like, oh crap, I hope my mom doesn't come home right now. Which was ah. a frequent occurrence back in the 1990s when you were watching anime. Because you, know, you only had one TV in your house. <laughs> and you were watching this and you're like, oh man, maybe I should just put in Wicked City. That'll be safe. <laughs> you're like, oh. No, it won't. Oh lord. I remember that one scene in Akira where the chick's shirt gets ripped off and like the breasts fill out and I was like... My mom's going to walk in right now. <laughs> and even in that scene, that's, like, appropriate. Because you don't, yeah. like... That's not like where you're like, oh, boobies. And if you were like that, yeah, see a therapist, you, you freako. Especially since her face is all black and blue. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I guess the same thing applies here with Ninja Scroll. But it's a lot less, like... It's not... It's, def- it's not as, like... It's not like, holy crap, this is hot. But at the same time, it's not... Holy it's, crap, this is not hot. Yeah, the the people are making... It's sort of like a... It's definitely not like a real rape because she doesn't struggle nearly hard enough. Yeah. And uh, it's not really brutal. So, you know, you kind of feel like... You know, guys? You kind of went out of your way to make this seem like an okay thing. Yeah. It's all like... <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I mean, for real. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wish like like seriously, if rape ever came off like it did in this, like the people would be far less outraged. And I know that sounds awful, but like watch this rape scene. It's just it's like nothing. I mean, I know he doesn't like get to the like the bad part, and I think we all know what the bad part is. Yeah, I'd hope so. But uh, still, all the same, yeah, it's kind of it's a little too forgiving. <laughs> yeah, the direction is definitely designed to make you. Like, well, this isn't great, but I could think of worse. <laughs> <laughs> and you got, I mean, maybe, maybe you're thinking, well, you know, this girl is the poison lady. So maybe she's just waiting for the poison to kick but in. But you don't know she's, she's poisonous at that point. 
You don't? No, they don't tell you until oh, that's after right. That. Yeah, there's nothing forgivable about the way they film that scene. Yeah, especially it's like the way they do it. They make the guy like look so perfectly goofy. Like he like goes to kiss her and wraps his whole mouth around her face. <laughs> yes. And like you're looking at this and you're like, I don't think that's how it happens. So that <laughs> takes you out of the moment and you're like, oh, this ain't so bad. And then but you're like, is. why did I just say that? <laughs> Now I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, you know, Jubei interrupts this guy's rape, thankfully. But he does it goofy, like. Hey, can you show me the way to. He's like, I'm kind of lost. You want to point out, like, I just need to get to the next town over and you can go back to doing your thing. And then the stone guy makes the biggest mistake of his life, which is ruining Jubei's hat. Yeah. Even though Jubei probably would have killed him anyway. But we're going to that pretend that's what set hat. him off. <laughs> It's just like Kenshiro, like, you know, the first couple episodes of Fist of the North Star, like, you know, little kid's going to get crushed or something. So, he has a reason for ripping his shirt off and getting all mad and doing like, ah! But eventually it's like, hot dog, no! Ah! Where's my sauerkraut? And much like Kenshiro's, uh, like, leather vest, which is very custom looking, Kenshiro, uh, Jubei's hat, Magically reappears later on anyway. And I'm pretty sure it's a kind of hat that's very common in Japan at the time. Yeah, you could probably pick one of those up at your average street vendor. So anyway, the stone guy fights Jubei, but the poison girl's poison kicks in, and the stone guy ends up, you know, throwing his boomerang sword thing, having his hand or his fingers cut off, and then getting hit in the head with his own boomerang, then trying to stab Jubei, with boomerang yeah. sticking out Still of his head. Still having enough cognitive capacity to try and finish Juve off after having his brain split in half. Which, you know, you've got to love this guy's heart. Yeah. He really wants it. Yeah, I mean, and being made of stone, like, that might seem like know, his honestly, power. that's 90% of the effort. No, it's see, Just wanting it. Yeah. He's got real grit. That's what <laughs> takes him places. Screw this stone skin. Yeah, I mean, he may have, like, I don't know, maybe he got the stone skin later on, or like he had to kill some demon. Yeah, and that's the question. Are two heroes born, or are they raised? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, this guy's not a hero, and he ends up dead. And <laughs> but then, he lives on in our hearts forever. And then the rest of the anime is basically just a, like, Progression series. through, like, a, <laughs> oh, you're mid-boss number two. Yeah, it works for, like, a video game where every, like, place that they go is just a pretense for fighting some yeah. assassin. It's like, oh, well, now we're in the temple. Yeah. They, they don't, don't even, even have a reason to go to the temple. They get, first of all, they're constantly being split up. Like, there's three people working on the same case, mm-hmm. two of whom are ostensibly, like, working together. Like, yeah. the girl hasn't joined up at this point. But they, like, they're constantly They're never away from around each other. Each other. Yeah. Like, the priest guy gets attacked by Shadow Assassin, while Jubei is, like, walking into the temple where the nun, or snake nun, <laughs> snake sack nun, is uh, sitting praying. And then he's attacked by Snake Woman. And, uh, well, actually, this is the second time he's met Snake Woman. Mm-hmm. First time was in a bath, where her tattoos turned, turned into snakes snake. and attacked him. This time, the snakes are hidden on the inside of her body. In her cooter. <laughs> Which is really the best place to hide a snake. I can't imagine. Like, if you had that kind of place, like... I mean, yeah, if you're going to smuggle something, why not? Yeah. Because who's going to check there? And it's probably, you know, snakes have a lot smaller heads than babies. It's not like you have to go into labor to get a snake out. <laughs> wow, maybe that's a little over the line. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Because she looked like it was easy. Yeah, They posed the question, okay? We're just doing the follow-up. <laughs> and you also got to wonder how many other snakes are inside of her. I guess it's only the one. I really hope it's just one. Because what, what if you have to go pee? And you're wondering, like, how do you find this out? Is it because Jubei is about to have sex with her and then the snake pops out and tries to bite him? No, this isn't Wicked City. Jubei, while he's like, this woman apparently never wears clothes, A. Because she's just in this monastery, buck naked. <laughs> And she no longer has tattoos, but what she does have is, like, 10,000 snakes on the ceiling. Yeah. And they, like... How do they get up there, is the question. How do they stay up there? It's like a transdimensional portal. <laughs> the snakes just keep falling out of it. But they're up there, and they fall in Jubei, and apparently under the weight of the snakes, he gets knocked over. And then they have a long conversation. And then Poison Girl shows up, and that's how you find out there was a snake in the gooch the whole time. And then you're like, if a snake from someone's vagina bites another chick... 
Does that make them lesbians? <laughs> I think our only acceptable answer is yes. A thousand times yes. <laughs> I guess, Lord, I hope so. <laughs> so this thing- It's a Yoshiaki Kawajira-directed movie. Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> but I mean, like, you're watching this and... That's that first moment where you're like wondering, like, is this really happening? Like when the dude was like raping the girl, like you're like, this is this is anime. But I mean, you're so young because Ninja Scroll is old. So you're like, is this what anime is? Like chicks getting raped? And now, of course, you're like, well, yes, yes, that is what anime is. <laughs> That's the gist of it. Like, but if then, you really want to boil it down to its base elements, of course. But no, once the snake crawls outside, like out of the woman, you're just like, I just totally forgot about the rape scene. Because there's a snake coming out of there. And you're like, I don't even know what there looks like because you're only, like, 14. Yeah. If you told me when I was 12 that I would one day see a vagina come... Or a chick... (laughs) I I can't even say it. It's, like, so out there. If you you were to tell me when I was 12 that I would see a snake come out of a chick's vagina, I would be like, fuck you. (laughs) That is stupid. You're stupid. Three years later. Well, you don't really see it happening because it's shot from the back. Yeah. You, you, so maybe there's Dave, enough information to Dave, suggest. I mean, the snake is slimy, but it could have crawled out of her butt. Okay, well, I was gonna say maybe it came down in the front of her stomach or something, but I would have been much more comfortable if the snake were released through her mouth, like maybe spit. At, that would be awesome <laughs> if she spit the snake and then it in turn spit poison. <laughs> <laughs> Who that would we, see that coming? It's like aliens. Weapon. Yeah, like oh, it's only got one mouth. No, there are two. But in this case, it's like, oh, she can only spit at me once. But no, the snake's spitting at you too. <laughs> and I mean, oh, my sword skills are useless. She should really look into that. Yeah. Of course, she'd be able to if she hadn't been electrocuted <laughs> by, I don't know, demon, what, number, I don't know. In terms of hierarchy, I guess he's the number seven, just in terms of like second in command. Yeah, well, he, I guess he's second in command. He's sixth to die in the demon flow chart. <laughs> yeah, like they do. I, Let's be clear though. These uh the flow chart that describes like the organizational structure of the demons of Kamon is not based on powers. Yeah. It's definitely not because otherwise it would Number be Number 2 would be like it would be last boss and stone guy. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else would be like the janitors <laughs> of the, the demon world. Cuz like hey snake chick, clean up this pile of puke. It's like outside a, class. My snake will get you. It's like what? I'm made out of stone. And then she looks again at me and is like Sorry, I can uh, regenerate any part of my I body. I can just push the poison out of my body. <laughs> She's like, man, this sucks. Can I? Like, Sorry, man. You know, we're, we're all born with what we're given. <laughs> They're like the mentally retarded people of like the demons. <laughs> like the the two demons are having their baby and the doctor's like, it's a girl. They're like, oh my God, I hope she's normal. And it's like her power is control over snakes. And it's... Just throw her in a river. Like the next room down, the kid's like flying around and shooting fire out of his eyeballs. And the parents are like touching one hand to the glass. And they're like thinking about switching the babies, like changing the name tags in the demon hospital. But yeah, uh, so after Snake Girl, uh, the next fight is... uh, Wasp guy. It's sort of like this is like the natural... Like they, they wandered into the, I don't know natural history portion of the demon museum and he's like oh well we've just gotten through snakes and now we're passing into the insect wing it's like this is the entomology section <laughs> <laughs> instead of snakes living inside someone we've got wasps mm. and you know when you think about it wasps are a lot scarier than snakes because you could stand on a chair and a snake would be helpless <laughs> <laughs> or you can just like Maybe not helpless, but you can get away from a snake a lot easier than you can a wasp. Well, but one wasp is not very scary. Fortunately, this guy has like 10,000 wasps. (laughs) And they all live inside of him. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, he doesn't get a lot of dates. And you're right, because he's like, he's this like fat looking hunchbacked dude with a wasp hive. Well, how are you going to store 10,000 wasps, Joel? It's not like you can hold them in your mouth or your butt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like snake girl could well she only has to do one and what's one snake maybe that's like 30 wasps <laughs> <laughs> Ten thousand. so yeah like the wasp guy basically goes out like the chump that he is when he gets his leg cut off and he falls in some water yeah you then, know 
you know, the wasps hate the water. Yeah, that should be your first consideration. It's like, what are my weaknesses? <laughs> if you list water as one of your weaknesses, I'm sorry, Unbreakable, but you do not Damn, have a good superpower. <laughs> your superpower blows. Water, my one weakness. You know, if you can beat any, if you, if your one weakness can be overcome by a floaty ring. <laughs> Like, maybe you should uh, My look My favorite in. part about Unbreakable is, like, if you drink too much water, you choke. And I was like, so does everybody else. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just Sorry, like, Samuel Jackson. Maybe you're not too familiar with, with the workings of physics. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the Wasp guy, like, and, you know, you're watching it at that point, And you're like, man, when's there going to be another naked chick? And, luckily, there's a little, like, isn't that, is this, is this the correct timeline? This is when she reports back to the leader. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's around. It's in there at some point. And what's a leader to do, you know? You, you've you put your time in with the clan. You've raised up through the ranks. You don't you know, have a lot to do. Yeah, well, and also, you know, you can't... You've got to learn to, like, you know... Time manage. Got, yeah, you've got your business, and then you've got, you know, the rest of your life. And you can't let business interrupt what's happening in your life. Yeah, listen, you've got a personal responsibility to your family and your concubines. So what happens when there's an important ninja meeting that needs to take place? That can happen during doggy style. Why not? Of course. You know, it's not like you're occupied. And she doesn't care, obviously. (laughs) And if she did, throw her out. Yeah, get a new one. (laughs) How hard is it to replace one of them? I can't believe... They're just around. They're picking them off the trees, man. This is just like one more thing that makes me think, you know, maybe... Feudal Japan was really just an uncomfortable place for everyone. Like, yeah. not only the ninja, but, like, you've got these lords that think they can do whatever they want. Whenever they want. So, I mean, like, I was surprised, like, in the middle of a meeting between shoguns, like, everybody just didn't have their comic come in and, like, start fooling around with them. It's like, this this meeting is boring. So, yeah. while you're talking, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna be getting a beach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's basically what's happening. And also, you got your female ninja there reporting to you that, like, there's a plot to, uh, I don't know, take Assassinate over the government. You? Yeah, the whole government's going to fall. It's like, I, you know, these are so infrequent, these meaning erections, that I really have to take advantage of them Listen, when they come. if you want to jump in on this, or maybe even just rub your titties up and down <laughs> while I watch, that's cool. But otherwise, like, this is really more Monday morning business, don't you think? <laughs> and that's, yeah, just one more scene to make you wonder, it's like, do I really like this show or not? The answer, of course, comes back unequivocally. Yes! <laughs> because if you were feeling uncomfortable with the sex, it immediately shoots to, you know, fighting another demon. And who's up next on the list? Blind Samurai. Blind Samurai. I think we kind of already went over him. Yeah. His power, yeah. Being My blind. power is disability. <laughs> It's a no, paradox. No, he changes his disability into an empowerment. It's just like the Special Olympics. <laughs> it's like it's true. Because I'm blind, I can't be blinded by the glare from my own sword. Nor can I detect the angle of the sun. <laughs> he can by slight variations in the degrees of heat across his face. <laughs> that fight was just kind of retarded. Because first of all, like, I don't know. He really is wrecking Jubei. And the only way Jubei went, like... Jubei wins by accident. Which kind of happens in a, a lot of the fights of them, up to yeah. this point. Well, let's think about it. Rock Guy gets poisoned. Snake Girl gets electrocuted. Uh, wasp Guy falls into water. Yeah, he, like, Jubei starts the process with uh, the Wasp Guy, but the Wasp finished it off. Yeah. Uh, and now you got the guy who uh, ends up getting killed because the girl's sword was stuck in a bamboo tree. And yeah, he, he just picked the, wrong, picked the wrong place to swing his sword. And that was the end of him. It's curtains for you. She doesn't even... Oh, the shadow guy? No, he's... I, he's fifth. He is fifth? I don't I even thought, remember. Ele- I thought electric guy dies before shadow guy. Electric guy, no, is the next one. And next up on the list... Shadow guy finger bangs uh, <laughs> yeah. Juve's girlfriend. I totally forgot about that. And that's how... <laughs> apparently that's how you mind control people <laughs> in ancient Japan. Well, I guess it's true because the uh, the only other time we've seen him do it is when it was that diseased corpse of a woman. Yeah. So so you have to have a vagina <laughs> to be mind controlled, which is good because that means I'm safe <laughs> for now. <laughs> I'm safe forever. <laughs> just I just thought I'd throw that out there. The shadow guy mind controls the girl into fighting Jubei for like three seconds. Then he shoots his claw thing out, which is like this mechanical chain claw. 
the because why not? <laughs> yeah. So he shoots at a Jubei. Jubei catches it on the sword and then just sort of throws his sword at the wall where the shadow guy is. Yeah. And the chain pulls it back and stabs himself. <laughs> Oops. So yeah, just one more instance of Jubei not killing someone. <laughs> and then, you know, you're starting to think like, is he even really like an expert yeah. is samurai? Is he that good or does he just kind of fall into these situations? <laughs> Maybe every other assassin in Japan is just terrible. It's like those old silent movies where the guy's like reading the newspaper while he's, he's somehow inadvertently come onto like the top of a building and he's like walking along. And the like, girder like swings in and yeah. he steps across it. <laughs> it's the same thing with Juve. He's just kind of there and all these deaths happen around him. <laughs> so yeah, Shadow Guy bites it in a, rel- I don't know, ignominious way. Yeah. And who's up next on the list? Electric guy, straight up to the chopping block. <laughs> Electric guy. Electric guy who actually manages to catch Jubei. He's like the first guy that actually thought about this and like sneaks up behind him and gets the electric wire around his neck. And Jubei's like, oh no, I'm done for. But fortunately, Electric guy was totally queer in the only the most literal sense. <laughs> and made the chick who was Big Boss Gemma's Lover, real no, jealous. Not even. Well, she wanted to sleep with Electric Guy, and he put her off because oh, he's th- in love with Gemma. Oh, I he thought he only was... sleeps with Gemma. The Snake Girl is the one who sleeps with Gemma. Oh, I thought it was the chi- the explosive chick, and that's why he no, was all she, like the, the explosives lady really wanted to sleep with the Electric Guy, which oh. is not a good combination. Yeah, As like hey, soon find I'm out. full of dynamite during a, a like. <laughs> A During climax, moment, let's, say. My, I, let's just say, uh, yeah, lightning rod. <laughs> when was the last time you saw lightning hit gunpowder? I've never seen it happen, but when it was described in a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court, it destroyed a tower. I imagine the same would be true here. Good to know. The moral with this guy is kind of, it's very simple. If a chick has explosive powers... You probably want to stay on a good side. Even if that means banging some girl you don't really like. Because, like, we've all been there. And there's certain girls you don't want to be around. But they're kind of crazy. And You don't want to get hurt. Yeah, maybe enduring their presence is safer than the alternative. (laughs) And this is like a girl that's, like, 5'2", a buck 05. And, like, you know, if she gets her hand on uh, the wrong knife, that's a bad situation. (laughs) But we are nowhere near the level of I can put explosives into anything and make them run towards you. <laughs> Which is what happens. So he's got Jubei basically locked up and uh, then a rat squeaks onto the scene and detonates. <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about your IEDs. <laughs> like, uh, soldiers in Iraq, would, I mean, they, they, would would, have, they would have to shoot everything. Yeah. Everything. Like, hello, this is Sanch Pizza Delivery. We have your two large pepperonis. Did anybody order a pizza? No. <laughs> they shoot the guy and the pizzas. <laughs> Make sure the pizza's dead. <laughs> you don't even know if that's going to defuse it. They are stuffed with gunpowder. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, lightning guy bites it. Then, uh, I guess who's next? Explosive chick. Who eats it in the best scene in a movie Ever. I almost feel bad ruining it for you people. Yeah, because, I mean, you're watching this, and you... Uh, let's. Alright, I don't even think we introduced one of the characters in this scene yet. The, the priest. Yeah, the priest who's... Rewind to when Jubei first meets the snake chick and gets attacked by her tattoos. Yeah. While he's in the bath, he's being hypnotized, and the hypnosis is broken by this priest. Who throws supposedly, a At Jubei. And then uh, basically blackmails him because, you know, the, the star was poison. The poison on it. And if Jubei doesn't help him stop the plot uh, to overthrow the government, Jubei will die because he won't reveal the antidote to him. Which is making out with the poison chick. Yes. By the way, best antidote ever. I wish I was poisoned right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like I, I've got to find the right person to kiss or make out with or something. It's like a rogue from the X-Men. You're like, you were always the hottest X-Men, but can never touch you. <laughs> yes. So well, this is... It's like, what if you get a condom, though? Like, does that work? <laughs> well, you also got to think, like... What if you double bag it? <laughs> here's, here's this woman. Never been with another man in her life. And she's like, I don't know, 27? She's going to want it. Yeah. 
and it you know, doesn't matter from what. And it does. And the best part is that, like you know, Jubei isn't a total jerk, and he's not taking advantage of her because she really does like Jubei. So if they ever like get together, it's gonna work out great for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not. Yeah. <laughs> Much <laughs> as it might seem, circumstances. <laughs> unforeseen circumstances, like stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> Before Jubei gets onto the the ship and dispatches the explosives girl uh he has to endure the death of the woman and the way he cures himself is by kissing yeah or as i like to call it the biggest blue ball in history yeah. <laughs> it's like the- just walking away like with the cowboy walk ah! like <laughs> i mean i can't imagine how frustrating that would be like you're brought like the priest tells you the only way to cure this poison is to sleep with that chick that you've been resisting sleeping with and who you can't touch. And then she dies. Yeah. I you would are wanna... there like high-fiving everybody as you're running <laughs> down the street. You're like, I'm going to get some, some poison poo tang tonight. This is going to be awesome. Fidelity is guaranteed. She yeah. can never betray you. And yeah. if she does, the guy is already dead. Yeah. You've had your revenge. <laughs> like, you won. <laughs> He died in one of the most painful ways you could ever imagine. Because, like, Rock Guy only got the beginning of it. It was pretty uncool. <laughs> yeah, his... I don't know. So, anyway, Jubei then proceeds to uh, the ship where uh, all the gold that's going to be used to... Fund the Dark Shogunists. Takeover. Yeah. They're going to buy hard. weapons from Spain. My qualm with this is you already have people who can electrocute and explode and turn <laughs> into stone, and you need guns? Like, guns? <laughs> Are you, first of all, why do you need... You've got gun... Like, I can understand how guns would be an advantage, but you've got gunpowder, Chick. Yeah. What about grenades? Like, guns in this time period are incredibly inaccurate, and people march in, like, columns. So if you put a giant mine in the middle of a field, or, I don't know... Uh, a, a deer rat? filled with explosives. <laughs> yeah, what do you, you feel don't kill like a, a lot of people? Just fill a yak with explosives. <laughs> like, you're it's, talking about like 800 pounds of gunpowder. <laughs> Granted, the people in Japan might be a little. Hey, even the better. They'll be disoriented because they yeah. don't know what a yak what the is. How is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get closer though. Was that like some land whale? Or hey, hey. <laughs> Hey Tanaka, crowd around! <laughs> oh no, guys, not last, not after last time. And then boom, like seriously, why do you need guns, Wasp guy? I mean, if anything, he could at least irritate an army into submission. <laughs> Who can like aim a gun if they're getting like stuck in the eyes? Yeah. So yeah, it's true. But the, yet, well, you know, people want gold. That's just how it is. At the same time, I am. Uh, I'm kind of nostalgic for a time when Spain was known for its industry. <laughs> Take that, Spain. Bet you never thought we'd make fun of them. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. It's going to be like the one Spanish guy that listens to this podcast. He's like, hey, Madre de Dios. <laughs> and then he goes on siesta. <laughs> He'd write like, an angry... You're lucky I have a three-hour lunch period coming up here. <laughs> I would write an angry email if I were listening to this at siesta and I have to take a nap for the next two hours. <laughs> Oh, but anyway... Drink a bottle of wine. So, yeah. The next, the next person up is Explosives Girl, who, you know, the monk has a really good plan for taking care of her. Mm-hmm. Which is to, I don't know... Douse her in oil. Oh, I thought it was alcohol. Well, regardless. Yeah, I guess it is alcohol. It was sort of like the equivalent of, like, I don't know, a rap video, where it's like pouring alcohol all over her. <laughs> He's like, here, take it. You know you like it. Yeah, boy. It's only the finest Cristal. And I know what you're thinking. Joel, Cristal isn't flammable. Well, this is some kind of hardcore rice wine. Yeah, right. Saki's like 30 proof. (laughs) And yet it still tastes like butt. (laughs) Like, how can something that's basically (laughs) non-alcoholic taste so crappy? I don't know. Have you ever had Mountain Dew Code Red? Yeah. (laughs) You won this round. So anyway, uh, he covers her in alcohol, and he's about to, like, punk her hard with a candle. And she throws a dagger, and it puts it out, and she's like, did I ruin your plans? And Jubei, who we don't know is here, pops up on the scene to go, not really. <laughs> and he throws the candle into the, uh, onto the alcohol, and uh, Gunpowder Girl, <laughs> predictably, explodes. And this is one of those, like, jump out of your chair and high-five your buddy moments. You're just like... Yes! 
I love it. I'm so happy he was there. <laughs> I really like the priest, but that was pretty cool. And so she's dead. The ship's on fire. And uh, Gemma has just revealed his plan that, aha! Now will- I'm going to be the dark shogunate. It's like the Highlander. <laughs> yeah, there can be only one. But, like, the guy he kills isn't even the shogun of the dark. It's just some guy. Yeah, it's like his, you know, butt buddy or whatever. Yeah, it's Gemma like- basically says... Uh, he kills like Shogun, his butler. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> he uh, he offs the dude that was actually working for the Shogun of the Dark because he wants to keep the gold. And then as his ship is, like, there's this really funny scene where Gemma is sitting there on his knees, like with his sort of legs crossed calmly, as explosions are going all and around ninjas him. are running around in front of him, <laughs> like trying to get their asses off the ship, and he's like, "Give it some time. I want to wait. Let's see how this thing resolves itself." <laughs> We don't want to run headlong into something. Rashly, stay the course. Yeah, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> Gemma is the last demon of Gimon. Has a quite troubled history with Jubei, seeing as how he was the Lord that turned Jubei's. Well, no, he betrayed Jubei's. Uh, he betrayed the Lord and turned Jubei's yeah. friends against him. That's how it happened. In order to steal this gold. And so what does Jubei do? He buries himself in the snow on a path he knows Gemma's going to come down. And then he jumps up out of the snow and he's riding by and cuts off his head. And it's like, that's what you get, sucker. And, you know, it's like the greatest thing ever because, you know, Gemma's head slides backwards. And about 30 seconds later, someone undoes the hydrant nozzle that's <laughs> over his heart. <laughs> and, and it's blood, blood city. shoots like 30 feet into the air. <laughs> I mean, so you got to think that, so Gemma's superpower was being able to withstand incredibly high blood pressure. <laughs> the only place he's comfortable is at the bottom of the sea. Well, you know those uh, Japanese, they're so stressed from working all the time that their blood pressure really just kicks up a not. <laughs> it's just not safe. You know, it's not healthy. But lo, Gemma was not dead because his real power was being able to control all the cells of his body. Which sounds like a really monotonous job. I mean, it's cool when your head gets cut off. That's really convenient. <laughs> But the rest of the time, you're like, all right, cell number 100,173,101, oxygen. <laughs> oxygen. <laughs> Repeat, <Yeah>. ad infinitum. <laughs> like, how do you get it? How can you talk to people? You're like, you're, you're like in the middle of a conversation. You're like, no, no stop. Don't, don't sw- eat that. I swear to God, if you divide again. <laughs> no. Can someone help me out here? Seriously. All right. White blood cells. Get on it. And then everybody who's in the room with you is like, is is he crazy? I don't think we should be following this guy. And then someone pops in and like shoots him in the chest and he gets back up and breaks their limbs. And you're like, oh yeah, that's the reason we hang out with him. (laughs) It's like that big fat guy you hung out with in high school. He was an idiot, but he could slam somebody into a locker butt out. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so Jubei really wants to kill Gemma, because now not only is Gemma responsible for betraying him and having him kill his companions... But he sort of killed his would-be girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, two big strikes. It's like, I was totally gonna get laid, and you you messed that up. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Jubei and Gemma have a fight in which, you know, Gemma is killed in every conceivable way. Yeah. His arm gets chopped off. Delivering. Puts it back on, uh... Head Upper body in. cut in half. Yeah. Puts it back together. Head bashed in. Reinflates. But you know what he didn't count on? Molten gold. Yes. <laughs> when a river of molten gold uh, flows over your reincarnating body. Or, yeah. That's what they call Gemma's power. Reincarnation. Reincarnation. Which is not at all what Gemma does. <laughs> I mean, He doesn't come back as a pig. Yeah, it's regeneration, Japan. <laughs> or I should say... Oh. Another point, this is uh, released by Manga, so I guess we're lucky that this story is told in order and completely. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't really the time when such things were commonplace, so to come into the show and be like, oh, I actually understand this story, and I've met all the characters <laughs> and experienced the full breadth of their travels and troubles, was sort of not how things went back then. <laughs> But yeah, so he uh, he gets the power, they call it reincarnation. So, you know, every time Jubei kills him, he comes back as something like, I don't know, a grasshopper. Yeah. 
And he's out to get Juve. So there's this like. Well, he's got to spin the wheel of fate again. <laughs> Juve just wandering around. This grasshopper keeps clacking into him with its head. He's like, Cut it out. Finally, just swats it. And at that moment, Gemma crosses his fingers and is like, Come on, tiger. <laughs> the problem is, he's got to work on his karma. Yeah. He's got to get a lot of good karma to come back as a tiger. He is from Japan, and they don't really have the whole Buddhism thing nailed down at this point. Yeah. There's still, maybe he's got some weird like Shinto thing clogging him up. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Gemma gets engulfed in gold and uh, still, still manages to jump out of the river of gold, which, you know, is liquid okay. gold. It's hard to jump out of water. Like, you can't really do that. <laughs> and gold is uh, significantly more dense than water. So you're definitely, A, not swimming. And it's, a hard, it's, it's liquid gold. If you're in cult, you're if you if it's surrounding your body, you're never gonna move. Like screw moving, all of your flesh just seared off in this golden shell. Yeah. Or maybe your your bones have been like already set afire because all of your organs and muscle and skin has been boiled off and incinerated. But no, he still manages one last hurrah. <laughs> Jumps up, grabs Jubei's ankle, and then Jubei says, "I don't know a line I shouted a lot in high school, Gemma." Burn in your golden hell! <laughs> and I'm like, well, if hell is made out of gold... That's not that bad. You're not making a strong case against it. <laughs> what are you going to do? And, th- and then he goes straight down to the bottom of the ocean, which is the only place they could keep him. <laughs> they could not kill him. They only hoped to contain him. Apparently they're making a new ninja scroll. The story of this is 10,000 years in the future. The protoplasm, which was once Gamma, has managed to drag itself up from the Marianas Trench whatever, over the course of 15,000 years. And he finally gets back to the surface, and he's like, Where's Juve? And that's when they fire their laser shotguns at him. It's like, what the hell is a Juve? Like, what is a Juve? <laughs> I ain't never heard of none of that. And then Gamma realizes... Or maybe like 15,000 years in the future, mankind has already left the earth for greener pastures and he's like the last guy and he gets back to the surface and all he sees is the ruins of many battered civilizations and he's like, no! And that's his eternal curse is to be alone on earth forever. Unless maybe he could like cut himself in half and like grow a new gamma. But then like, what are you going to do with two of you? <laughs> I can imagine uh, he'd probably just like commit mind suicide by telling his cells to stop whatever they do. It's like... And he just disappears like in the <laughs> dust. <laughs> the end. Good movie. I guess we spoiled the whole thing for you. But really, watching Ninja Scroll, the, the experience is worth more than the discovery. <laughs> and also, I'm calling statute of limitations on this. Ninja Scroll is incredibly old. And incredibly popular. <laughs> like, if, like, it was one of the only things you could watch 15 years this ago. This is the anime whatever. that built manga. For better or worse. Mm-hmm. It was there. Yeah, you know, you could say, oh, you know, MD guys, no, no, MD guys blew. Everybody watched Ninja Scroll. And they watched MD guys because of Ninja Scroll. Yeah. And that was a bad, bad, bad decision. Time. Not a good idea. But what are you going to do? All right. I guess I don't know what we're talking about next time, but that doesn't really matter. Hopefully next time you'll see us break DVDs and light things on fire. In which order? Well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> It's terrible. Oh, you lost it? Uh, yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> it's about a guy who drags a coffin around. And actually, there's like a ninja chick in it who's kind of hot. But otherwise, thumbs down. <laughs> Way down. Okay.